I have an emotional time bomb coffee pot. I'm Sarah Fulmer, and this is Baggage, the story of our stuff. I recently sat down with my good friend Jake Claiborne to talk about organizing his garage. It turns out he had something he had to deal with first. I'm sitting here with my friend Jake. Do you want your last name in this? Yeah. Okay. It's Jacob Claiborne. The one and only. The one and only. Approachable, yeah. sort of modest sound. Approachable, modest Jake. Jacob Claiborne is more... Yeah. That's like resume. That's your resume name. So yeah. And and I guess too, we could talk a little snitch about snitch. <laughs> we met each other. Oh God. When was that? Was I like- was... I was working at a cafe and you were, you were working for that company organizing their office. Yes. And we met when you came in for a mocha. Oh, yeah. And I said, Hey, um, pretty lady, do you want a chocolate croissant? Oh dude, those were so good. They were really good. Oh God. And I think it was love at first sight. I think so too. Um, (laughs) I was like, who is this actual human that's working for this company. Uh, I Okay. So here's my memory of this is me working in this dusty old back office and organizing stacks and stacks. And it's like 40 years of some businesses paperwork. And like, I don't even remember, I think it was 40 file cabinets and that had never really seen in any sort of order, which wasn't my favorite job to be honest, but it was okay. Like I it was paying my bills at the time, but I remember coming out and standing in the parking lot it was a really nice day. I think it was springtime and I saw you in the parking lot and you had leftover chocolate croissants to the restaurant that they also owned. (laughs) You were like, do you want a chocolate croissant? And I think that um, hearts just shot out of my face. Like sometimes you have a weird job and there's a reason for it. You just get to make a cool association with somebody. Yeah. In my last relationship, you helped me discover some things about myself and my relationship with those things and um, helped me through all of that. I think you might remember when you came over to that house and you basically were like, hey, you've got to figure out what what you want here because you're not you're obviously not happy. Yeah. Um, it, I think maybe set something in motion for me to really start to think about what I wanted. Yeah. And and I didn't just want to be taken care of in someone else's house. And that relationship was sort of a mess because of that. Just basic, like it was his house and yeah. it was my shit in his house. And where does my shit fit in his house of stuff? Because it was his stuff and my shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> we talked about that before where it's like, I'm trying to fit into his life instead of just having my own life, which is where I'm, I am now. I'm trying to figure out what I want my house to look like now. Yeah. You have and, a very different house now, though. Yeah. it's it, Which is such a different situation than before where uh, I had to answer to someone now. Now I kind of, kind of have to answer to myself and, you know, all the other stuff that's in like my garage that my older roommates have left and, right, you know, so, um, so let me just ask you, yeah. cause it, it's funny you brought up, I know, I know the word garage is the real trigger here and because you've been talking about it. So 
that's come up several times for you. It seems to preoccupy an awful lot of space. So in your garage, can anyone park in it? Right now, no. Okay. Like if I were to open the garage door and try to put my car in there, I'd have to run over a trash can and a lawnmower and right. a couple boxes. Now, Would you ever want to park in the garage? Is that the goal? I think the goal right now is to either park and or to... I sort of have these fantasies, if you will, about making pallet furniture with a friend of mine. We've talked about it and talked about like... So a workspace. Yeah. Like I, I just got a... I just bought a van from another friend. So there's this huge cargo van sitting in my driveway right now, which wouldn't necessarily... It has nothing to do with like the garage, like fitting into the garage or anything, but... More so in the vein of like... You could start a business. Yeah, I want to basically make small pallet furniture because there is, a, I think, a market for it. I was thinking, get the garage cleaned out, get some pallets. Um, I've got a workbench in there. My friend has saws. So I have have a vision for the garage. It's just uh, right now, uh, where's my motivation? Where's my time? Yeah. Gonna fit, you know. Well, so let me ask you this. Yeah. When's the last time you went inside of your garage? Uh it's been a couple weeks. When when did you other than putting the trash can in? Because oh. I mean that's where I keep the trash cans. But to go into my garage to get anything longer than weeks. I mean, there's n- absolutely nothing in there. So it's just a hut for your trash cans. It right is now. <laughs> it a is, bunch of other things. Yeah, it is a it is a receptacle of junk. Right. How do you feel about it? Well, it I'm not too daunted by it because I know what's in there. I know there's no hard decisions in there. Okay. I know that there's one thing in there that doesn't belong to me that I borrowed from someone and that's a um a power sander. Uh, for wood, you know? Right. So that's like the only thing I, I really need to keep in there other than the lawnmower and the trash cans. But everything else is just just these random things from old roommates that, you know, and I've got some things in there like, you know, for my car, like windshield washer fluid and, right, you know, that kind of gr- stuff that should live in a garage right. lives in there. But right. that and... um. There's like this breezeway that connects my garage to my house. Right. That also is becoming sort of a catch-all for things. And I'm like, oh, I don't want this in my dining room. So I'm just going to put it out here on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. See, it's weird because at your house, that breezeway, it's kind of an interesting. It is, it's like a regular house had a like a, a normal size space between the house and the garage. And then someone just kind of enclosed that mm-hmm. and connected the two. Yeah. So it's this weird sort of narrow skinny thing that leads out to the backyard into a screen porch. But what I think is super weird is the choice that they made to put shelving right there in that breezeway. It's one of the only places that I've ever seen a shelving, a considerable shelving unit and just been like, Ugh, I wish that wasn't there. This is, <laughs> this is a good example of, too much yeah. storage space. Yeah. For me, at least. I mean, yeah. Well, because you guys use, you don't use the other door. Like everyone comes in that door. So you walk past these two 
shelves filled with like coolers and dusty glass vases and charcoal bits and like, you know, dumb shit that everyone has, but it's just like, it's the kind of stuff that's hard to make it look attractive. You have to walk past it to get into the house. And it's invited by these storage units that are right there, which to me, I wish that someone had put those inside of the garage (laughs) and and that wasn't you. That's how your house came. There's even shelving in the garage. Wow. There's so much storage space in my house that it's almost, I think of it as a trap. Yeah, I agree. And I agree. What it does is it allows me and it enables me to be like, Oh, I, I, I'm just going to put this old coffee maker that I don't use anymore right here. Right. How convenient. <laughs> Instead of throwing it out. So what's wrong with that coffee maker? It probably needs cleaned, but I'm not going to use it. Right. So it's it's going out. It's. I have this like idea in my head of like, one day I'm going to get out there and I'm just going to do what Sarah tells me, set a timer. Yes. Set a 30 minute timer or even a 15 minute timer and just get some stuff to the curb. And when the alarm goes off, if I want to keep going, I just reset the, the timer. And if I, I, I'm feeling a little pooped, I can take a break, grab some water. I guess where I'm at right now in my life, though, is I feel so overwhelmed with being, quote unquote, alone. Yeah. And feeling like I don't have a partner to help me do all this stuff. It's, I think too, like if I feel depressed and I don't want to do anything, then that's like probably at the bottom of the list, you know, whereas like, so it doesn't feel like an empowering step to, to tackle it. It feels like a draining, like it's draining your energy because it exists, but the idea of doing anything with it just like battery zero. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like, well, it's been out there for six months. What's another six months? But I work I work almost every day, um, sometimes all day. Sometimes it's 12 hours. Yeah. And after I get home, you know, I just want to, like, hang out with my dog and, like, maybe make some food and tell myself this is when you need to unwind. You know, you deserve this. Um. And yeah, it is it is the first thing I see is that huge mess. Yeah. Um because I, I, I do enter that way. I don't you know, when I park in the driveway, that's that's the entrance to, right. to the whole house. So it's almost like saying life is like telling me, Jake, I know you're busy, but hey, don't forget about this huge disaster. And I almost feel like if if I could just get like a couple days off work, like today would be a great day to, to go do that because right. it's Tuesday and it's tomorrow's, sunny too. Tomorrow's Wednesday and it's tomorrow's it's when we take out the trash on yep. Wednesday night. So right. today would be a good example of that. So it's motiv- It's my problem isn't so much like I can't do this alone. It's like being motivated right. or allowing myself or believing in myself enough to like go and do it. So, and that's the thing. That's why it was hard for me, even though I do this for a living to do it for myself, because it's a difficult thing to do it by. It's a difficult thing to do Mm. alone. 
it's not about the physical movement of objects. It's mm-hmm. about the motivation and how you're framing it and how you feel about it. When you've got a part of your house that you have to deal with that you really don't want to deal with, that sense of dread is just so demotivating. <laughs> if you don't have mm-hmm. another person going, come on, we could do this. It's it's only been five minutes. It's just five minutes. We got it. Yeah. Because once you get started, for me, once I get started, I'm I'm pretty good. I I can sort of intuit the next move and and take care of it. It's getting started, and that's that's the hard part. That's where help comes. It's that's that's the spark. You know, it's like okay, I'm admitting it. I'm saying it out loud. That's the other part of having someone around is saying out loud how ridiculous your inner thought process actually is around the stuff that you're keeping. Yeah, when I say something out loud to somebody else. I I really need to get my house taken care of. That's someone else being my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, His response is, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's it's not that bad. You're, you're overreacting to this. And I think that right there, if he would, if he would say, you know, you're right. Let me help you with that. Let's do it right now. Or set aside some time to go do that. You know, that, that's what I feel like I'm missing. Like, so it's just, I just put it all on myself. Yeah. And I, that's what I mean when I say I feel alone Yeah, in that, you know, it's my responsibility. Ultimately, I can't really put it on him yeah. or anyone else. Right. Um, but what you can do is ask for help. Have you ever asked him? Have you ever given him a specific request? Like, can oh, you yeah. help me take care of this thing? Oh, yeah. And it's come down to no is the response. It's come down to that's not my problem and that's your problem. That's fair. You know, sure. Maybe I don't like that answer, (laughs) but I mean, something that, that reminds me of is like when, when you were talking about like other players in this game, you know, when you have clients that are women and their kids grow up and they're left with this sort of heaping decision pile, that's when they do need somebody to come and help. Sure. I guess it's kind of the same when you have a 40-something gay man who's had some crackhead roommates leave random stuff in your garage. I guess it's (laughs) It's quite similar similar in some ways, yes. Yeah. (laughs) However, my, my situation might be a little easier than, say, your average empty nester. You know, maybe, maybe, because, but I think it just has different, it's yeah. the, the, the difficulty is just rooted in a different stressor. Yeah. Like their decision might be like, oh, there's, here's Bobby's uh, third grade photo album that he made. And do I keep it or throw it away? Whereas mine is like, here's this bag of junk that your old roommate left. So to me, it's an easy decision. Just put the whole bag in the trash. Yeah. Whereas like maybe for someone else that decision has a little bit more emotional decision-making behind it. So, well, and, and anytime we let something that we could handle just sit around and bother us instead, there is an emotional connection. Resentment. Yes. (laughs) And that's what I was getting at is that (laughs) what is your emotion? It seems to me that there, that's, that's the feeling that you're dealing with. There is an emotion in that garage. Well, it's not just resenting them for leaving the thing. It's resentment for them not paying their rent or bills when they said they were going to or screwing me over somehow, or, you know, it's not just about leaving a mess. The, the bigger principle there 
for me is like how they disrespected me and, and the space that they were in. So yeah, there's resentment and feelings behind it, but I'm pretty confident that I can tackle it without too much emotional baggage. I feel like it's helpful, though, because if you understand that resentment is the feeling and you can name it, then you can sort of work on that while you're untangling that big mess. It's almost going to, I think, feel better just to compare again between me and the the empty nester. It's going to feel so much better for me to be like, yeah, I th- got rid of that junk. You know what I mean? Well, not only did you get rid of if you get everything out of that garage that people who have fucked you over have left behind for you to deal with Mm -hmm. you are getting rid of a lot you're getting rid of all that whole association you're you're declaring this space is mine you don't get to take up room here i don't need your crap literally you can have it it's gone it's someone else's problem it's not part of my life anymore yeah once i think that i think it'll be a big win for you to be able to say i you know i i reject all of this get it off get it out of here yeah, once I do it, I know it's going to feel great because I won't be reminded of of that situation or them anymore. You know, all I all I have is my memories of them being shitty. <laughs> well, and you don't even have to keep those if you yeah, don't want to. So you know, you- then I can focus on other stuff like just well what you can focus on is what you want to do with that space. I think yeah. that is another thing that makes it easier when you're trying to get rid of something. The best thing you can do is stand in the space where you're, that you're cleaning out and, and envision what does this room look like empty? And then what do I want to put back into it? You know, where mm-hmm. do I need light? Where do I need color? Where do I need, you know, sound? Where do I, where, wh- what am I going to do in here? How, where can I put my, my favorite things? <laughs> you know, how can I make this space useful to me and where I feel good in it? Because you have control. That's the one thing that's kind of interesting is in a way you're, you're lucky to have a space like that, that you can control. You get to decide what goes into it and you can decide how it's used. That's kind of awesome. Not everyone gets to have a moment like that. Yeah. And not everyone has a garage that they can just do whatever. And that's a, another thing is like, I'm paying for all of this space. Yes, you, you know? are. So why yes, not maximize it, you know, maximize the use by making something. So this is something new for me. It's something exciting. It's a challenge that I like to pick up new things. So and it's creative. Yeah. And productive. So it's, it's all positive. Useful. It's all positive. There's, yeah, that's I think that's yeah. awesome. Can I, can I come clean? Yeah. The coffee pot that has come up a few times that's in my breezeway is the same make and model as the coffee pot that my ex had. And the reason why I bought that coffee pot was as a, you know, it's sort of like a trophy to me that here's this guy who made more money than I did, who had everything. To me, it was like, fuck you, I'm getting this coffee pot and I'm going to have this coffee pot. It's the only reason why I have it. Oh my God, this is so so fascinating to me. So the reason why I've kept it was like, okay, not just that, but then what do we do after that? We start telling ourselves lies. Okay, I started lying to myself saying, oh, I might use that coffee pot sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine keeping that because remember, that's your trophy. Right. That's your, your status. Your, yeah. Your, yeah. Yep. A status coffee pot. Mm-hmm. I will admit it right here, folks. I 
have an emotional time bomb cuff pop. Well, I'll still use this even though I don't use it. And I'll just set it out here on the shelf. Right. I probably will never use it because I don't make pots of coffee. I, I make, you know, a French press or a pour over. So I, I don't drink a whole pot of coffee by myself. And also as nice of a coffee pot as it is, the only reason, and this is, if you find yourself in the same situation, the only reason why you're keeping it is if you plan to use it in the future and you don't use it in the future, then that's when you can get rid of it. And you can stop lying to yourself and stop telling yourself, oh, what if I have company over? Which happens for me maybe if I'm lucky like once a year. You know, whatever lie or reasoning or whatever you're telling yourself, stop. Just get rid of get rid of it. And that's actually kind of the first thing I need to do with that when I get home. If if people learn anything from this, it's like it's okay. First of all, a lot of people do it, maybe even everyone. To some degree, we keep things because there's a plan for that thing. But if you take anything away from this, know that like you don't have to try to kid yourself into keeping that thing. It can just go into the trash. It doesn't have to be taking up any more shelf space or garage space or basement space. When you look at that thing and it reminds you of you know, a past relationship or a failure a status or a failure. Yeah. It's okay to get rid of it. Get you should get, something. it's not just okay. You should, yeah, you should. It's okay to go get a new thing yeah. that you really like. Yeah. But if like, if you, if you've got some object in your house, that just has like bad juju emanating out of it, get it out of your house. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to have that. That doesn't, that's like a emotional landmine. You don't need that. So I think that's part of it too, is just like, if you can go figure out what your emotional landmine is, like, just go get it, get it in your hands, walk that screaming beast to the trash can and let it go. And the rest of it will get easier. I mean, it really is the first thing I see when I walk in the door. Well, and that's, man, that's loaded. That's so loaded. It it really is like, here you are, you got your own place and. Yeah. Even the thing that you bought that was supposed to make you feel better, it's now a fail machine. Yeah. And it's going to remind you every time you look at it. Well, screw that stupid thing. That's got to go. That's going <laughs> to... Thing one. America. <laughs> that's going to be the thing that goes first. Good. And what I'll do is... America. I, I, I'm going to take a picture. I was going to say. So here's, this is what I would love. Sitting on the very top of the trash. Yeah. Thing. That's what I would love yeah. to see. That I want to see that real, real bad. I also would encourage you to take a picture of the garage, just a shot, and then just do it first so you oh, know what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, take out, spend your 15 minutes. Take another picture 15 minutes later just so you can see the impact of 15 minutes, what, that, what, what you can accomplish in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. And also, I would love to see a picture of this coffee in the trash. It's one of those, um, you know, that have like the automatic brew. Yeah. So you can set a timer. timer and yep, it's got a, you, you know your life. Insulated <laughs> you know when coffee's supposed to start for you. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> you, know, you knew like, it in advance before you put your head down on your crisply ironed pillowcase. <laughs> it is 
Yeah, it is like one of the bougiest things. Like, I woke up to the smell of coffee. Right. It's like, just wake up and go make coffee. Right. It's okay. true. I mean, unless you have someone who can make my bubby makes me some coffee. And I'm telling right. you, when I wake That's up and cool. I smell it, what's nice is I know I have coffee and he's here. So like that. That's you a coffee maker can't do that. I mean, you still have, unless your coffee maker is a cute man. <laughs> you still have to put the coffee and water in the damn machine. That's right. And set the timer. Right. And God forbid your power goes out. Right. You know what happens then? You're or like, you or you're so tired when you put it together that you forget to line up the thing, and so it just brews all over the coffee, the countertop, which has happened to me. Yeah. You know. Just, so. Are you making yourself a funny accident for the future? A a goofy (laughs) accident. A goofy accident for the future. That was so good. I'm I'm glad you liked it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think think we've arrived at a a good point. So, yeah, thanks, friend. Well, thank you. I, I had so much fun. Well, good. I'm glad. Okay. If you'd like to see a picture of the emotional time bomb coffee pot, just search for Baggage Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to reach me, Sarah Fulmer, to tell me the story of your stuff, you can leave me a message at 614-304-1480 or email baggagepodcast at gmail.com. My website is sarahf614.com, and I'm on Patreon as sarahf614. That's Sarah with an H. Music by purpleplanet.com. Shout out to my technical director, Scott Beatty. Let's talk about your stuff. <laughs>